Welcome to the Impact Legacy and Meaning Podcast, where we discuss the mindset, strategies, and tactics that will allow you to make the kind of impact you want on your family, your business, and your community, while creating a personal and financial legacy that will last for generations. I'm Sean Skaggs, your host. I'm a father, husband, business leader, and follower of Christ who's on a mission to help you create the impact, legacy, and meaning you want for your life. Don't forget to go to impactlegacyandmeaning.com to download your free personal assessment. And if you like the show, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and be sure to leave a review on iTunes and help spread the word. Welcome to another edition of the Impact Legacy and Meaning podcast. I am so excited today to have with me Aaron Walker. Aaron is a veteran businessman, life coach, and mastermind founder. Aaron continues to inspire countless entrepreneurs with his leadership skills and his transparent and authentic life. Aaron's purpose in life is to mentor men to be better versions of themselves. Having more than 40 years of experience in more than a dozen startups equips him to lead with confidence. Aaron lives in Nashville, Tennessee with his wife, Robin, of 38 years and is the author of the book, View from the Top, Living a Life of Success and Significance. Big A, I am so happy to have you with me today. Come on, Sean. I'm fired up, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. What an honor it is to be on your show. Well, it's an honor to have you on here, Aaron. I've been watching you for a long time, uh, longer than you and I have known each other, and uh, you've been, you know, kind of a mentor from afar for me. And uh, I really appreciate what you do and the mission that you have. If you don't mind, let's start out with just tell us a little bit about kind of your story and how you've gotten to where you are now. Well, I appreciate that, Sean. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. I'll make it real quick. Um, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, come from a very, very poor family. My dad was an amazing man of character and integrity. He just didn't know how to make any money. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. He didn't want to make any money. He wanted to hunt and fish every day and uh, be with his family. And I'm very appreciative of the time that he spent with us. But I wanted more out of life. You know, I mean, there was a few things I wanted to do. And so my dad invited me to help him remodel a pawn shop when I was 13 years old. I never even heard of a pawn shop. I didn't even know what it was. But we did that. <laughs> I fell in, in love with that business. And then when I turned 15 years old, I decided that's what I wanted to do for a living. And so I worked there every day for about three years, went to summer school and night school, graduated at the beginning of my junior year in high school and started working every single day, met a couple of guys that had some money. So we took their money and my experience in the pawn shop business, opened our first store. Sean, I was 18 years old when we opened that store. I actually just turned 19. So I uh, just out, of, just wow. out uh, trying to make it for myself and God really blessed it. And we went on to grow that into four locations. And then when I was 27, I sold out to a Fortune 500 called Cash America. They're in Fort Worth, Texas. And I was through. I retired at 27 years old. And I thought, man, this is the American dream. Like, how could it get any better than this? Until about 18 months later, and I was getting in the bed in the middle of the day, I'd gained 50 pounds. And my wife goes, this is not what I signed up for. I mean, you've got to get out there and get a job. So I went back, bought the pawn shop I started with, and we grew it about four times the size it was over the next 10 years. And then my life changed, Sean, and you know this story, your listeners don't yet, but I was headed to the office. It was 7.30 in the morning on August 1st, 2001, and there was a pedestrian crossing the street to catch a local bus, and 
didn't look my way, unfortunately. And I ran over and killed a pedestrian that morning. And my life literally come to a screeching halt. I mean, I was 40 years old at the time and everything seemed pretty insignificant at that moment and uh, couldn't handle the stress. I started going to uh, a local guy here to help me work through that and just couldn't quite work through it and ended up selling my business. I took five years off and we traveled pretty extensively and built a new house and kind of changed locations and Five years later, Robin said, uh, you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work. So we went into the construction <laughs> industry and we were number one in Middle Tennessee for three consecutive years in building high-end residents and small commercial. And God just continued to bless us in that regard. And eight years ago, I turned 50 years old and I decided to retire. And a couple of my mastermind brothers, uh, which includes Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller and Ken Abraham. Some of those names may or may not mean anything to your audience, but they encouraged me to coach. So I started coaching, uh, quickly filled up my coaching schedule, started a mastermind group. And today, Sean, we have 15 mastermind groups. We have 150 people in our program, and we have representation from about eight different countries now. So God continues to allow me to mentor and coach and teach, and we're trying to help ordinary people become extraordinary in all they do, and I get to do that every single day. Well, that's awesome, Aaron. That's such a great story and and so impactful. Um, you know, you obviously went through a lot and uh, and went through kind of that life-changing phase after that accident. You know, you've since then you have, and really I'm sure before that, but since then I know that you have really been, uh, you've been a person who's been able to live a life of both success and significance. You know, tell us a little bit about that and what you think the real keys to living a life of both success and significance. Well, that's a great question. Uh, thank you for asking me that. Here's what I discovered when I had the automobile accident. I asked myself a lot of questions as you can only imagine And I started asking myself, what if I had been the one that day that had an untimely death? What happens if I had stepped off the curb in Nashville and I was the one that was run over and killed? What would my legacy have been? And I was really uh, felt a sense of guilt, Sean, because I thought, here's what my legacy would have been. Poor kid from Nashville, Tennessee, makes enough money to retire at age 27 and nobody cares. And I started thinking about that. I said, nobody really cared anything about my tangible possessions or my title or how many stores I had or vacation homes. Nobody cared about that but my family. And so I started really praying through that, saying, God, what do you want my legacy to be? And what I discovered was is that I'd had great success but no significance. And so I started thinking, how can I have significance? Because success is about me and significance is about others. And so what we did was we changed our paradigm. We started thinking, how can we help other people accomplish their goals and dreams? And as a result of doing this business that we do now, it's called Iron Sharpens Iron. As one man sharpens another, as iron sharpens iron, comes from Proverbs 27, 17. And that's what we've elected to do in our entire life now is to help other people be not only successful financially, but very significant in all they do. Well, that obviously hits home for me, Aaron, because 
you know, that's one of the things that we're trying to do with this with this podcast and with the groups that I'm putting together is to be able to build both that personal and financial legacy, but especially on the personal side. Um, you know, I had uh, what really brought it home for me was just a couple years ago, whenever uh, my grandfather passed away, and I had all kinds of people for several days before the funeral coming up to me and telling me stories about him that I had never heard, that I had no idea. And it was all stories about how he had made an impact in their life, about things that he had done for them, about the way that they had looked up to him, about you know times whenever he had stood up and, and done the right thing. And uh, it really made me think of, about my own life, as, as those funerals often do, and made me think about, you know, a lot like what you said, uh, made me think about, you know, what have I done and how can I make the same kind of impact that my grandfather did and, and then make sure that I am being significant to others and not just to myself. And so, uh, you know, that, that really kind of set me on a similar path there. You know, it's, you know it's, um, I have a similar story I'd like to share just for a moment, if you don't mind, uh, Sean. Absolutely. When, uh, when my dad died in 2006, I stood at his casket and greeted the folks coming to pay their respects and give their condolences. And it was an hour and a half wait in the line. The line went down the hall, out the front door, around the building, into the parking lot. And for six hours, I stood there greeting people. Every person that walked up to me said, hey, Big A, let me tell you what your dad did for me. Let me tell you how your dad impacted my life. Let me tell you how your dad was there for me when nobody else was. Everybody from 15 years old to 75 years old with tears running down their face telling me what a great man and the legacy that my dad had. Now, here's what was ironic for me is that we spend 95% of our time trying to gain more title and notoriety and possessions, things that moth is going to rust and decay. And uh, we're never going to leave here with those things. But every single person said what the relationship meant to him, but nobody mentioned that he had a nice boat, a nice car, a nice house. It was all about the relationship. And I want to encourage your listeners today to pay more attention to the relationship side of their life because we can't get that back. And I just want to encourage you guys today to really invest long-term in those relationships. Yeah, that's a, that's a very great story and great advice, Big A. I, I really appreciate you saying that and telling us that story. Um, you know, speaking of personal legacies, what would you say your number one goal is for leaving a personal legacy yourself? You know, that's what I was referring to earlier. And don't hear me wrong. I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to go, you liar, let's take it away from you and see how important it is. <laughs> right. But don't make it your God. Don't make it your sole focus. Don't make it the only reason that you're trying to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to do. And we've had a little bit of success. And for that, I'm very grateful. I'm very appreciative. And, uh, you know, we're not rich by any means, but we're comfortable. And so for that, I'm very appreciative. But when I started thinking about what I wanted my legacy to be, I wanted my legacy to be, hey, Sean's life is better as a result of having known me. Like, I want you, when I'm laying out parallel, and I'm considerably older than you, when you're at my funeral, Sean, I want you to go, hey, because of Big A, I was able to do this, or he encouraged me, or he edified me, or helped me through this process, and he was a friend. 
See, for me, that's the legacy. It's not that he had this car, that car, this house. I want to be remembered for the relationship. That's a great answer, Big A. And uh, and I don't think there's any doubt that that there's going to be hundreds of people who uh, who were able to say that uh, whenever that time comes. And uh, and you know, I, I know that uh, as I look to to what you're doing in in your programs and uh, in your coaching. You know, it's really admirable because I do think you're making a huge impact on so many people. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, something else that you said that uh, that I think it doesn't hurt to go ahead and say, although sometimes some people don't like it whenever I say this, but money's not necessarily a bad thing either. It's not a bad thing to have money because money allows us to do a lot and help a lot of people if we just put it to the right uses. Yeah, well, that's, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Who, yeah, I, I, no, I was just going to say I agree with you. I mean, we've made money taboo. You know, we've made money something that it's more noble if you say, uh, hey, I'm not doing it for the money. And I always love to say, well, good, do it for free then. And they're like, oh, well, I can't do it for free. And I'm like, well, then some of it is about the money. And that's okay. Yeah. Money's a good thing. It's a tool. And we need to use it for the right, right thing. That's right. So do you have any, you know, along those lines, do you have any goals out there for leaving a, a financial legacy? I mean, I don't want you to have to get into too many details or reveal anything you don't want to reveal, but do you have any big goals out there for, for what you want to leave for future you generations? Know, I think about that very, very little, just to be honest with you. The scripture teaches us to leave an inheritance, and we're certainly going to do that. Robin and I have made provisions uh, for our daughters and for our grandchildren, and we certainly are going to leave provisions for them because that's what the scripture teaches us to do. So as a Christian, you know, as a Christ follower, I want to try to adhere to the things that God lays out. And so, yes, we, we will be leaving an inheritance. There are other charitable organizations that we're interested in. Uh, we're very involved in our local church. We go to a church called Long Hollow Baptist Church here in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and we've been there 25, 26 years, and we're very involved in that. But to be totally candid, transparent, and honest, I give very little thought uh, to leaving a financial legacy. Uh, I give a great deal of thought of leaving a legacy of helping people and build the relationships. Well, sure, that makes sense. Um, something else that I've heard you say a lot, Big A, is don't come home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. You know, can you, can you talk a little bit to what you mean by sure. that and, and maybe some examples of, of how people can, because I think it's really relevant to my audience and it's relevant to me, you know, because we're, uh, you know, especially me, you know, I'm in kind of at that age where I've got five teenagers in the house and, uh, you know, I want to make sure I spend as much time as I can with them, but I'm also at a time where I've got a lot of stuff to pay for be cars and college and everything money else. right now is what you better be. You're That's gonna right. need to make some money. <laughs> Five teenagers. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I do want to talk about that. When I was a young guy, I'm a hard worker. I've been working 41 years as an entrepreneur. God has blessed us with 14 businesses over the course of uh, a little over four decades. And, um, there was a time in my life, though, Sean, where I had it really out of balance. Uh, I would work long, long hours, and I almost got myself in trouble uh, from that perspective. And that's why I say don't come home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. Because ultimately, if you do that, you still end up a loser. 
And so that was one of the things that I really wanted to encourage and teach and coach and train now as kind of a veteran entrepreneur to say, I'm all about pedal to the metal. I want to make money. I want to go out there and go for it. Uh, I want to learn to be very content, but not complacent. And I think people get those two things confused. I'm very aggressive today. I want to make more money today. I want to do things. I want to grow our business. Uh, We're launching what's called the Mastermind Playbook, and that's to help people understand how to start, grow, and scale masterminds. And we've been working on this product for a year, and it is outstanding helping people do their own mastermind groups. And so that I'm terribly excited about that. But what I don't want to do is offer my family on the altar of sacrifice uh, for the sake of money. I do not want to do that. Robin and my relationship is very good. We've been married 40 years this coming year, and uh, I just can't begin to tell you what an amazing uh, experience that's been. But if you're not careful, your priorities will get out of balance. Rory Vaden is a friend of mine, and he wrote a book called Procrastinate on Purpose. He says that a life of work and balance uh, in home is keeping it in balance is a myth. And what he says is that we need to focus on the top five things that we want to do and be extremely out of balance. What we want to do is take all of our time and focus it on what's important. And for me, at some time in my life, what was really important for me was working, making more money, having another store, having a vacation home, all those things. And I almost did it at the expense of my family. So it's just a warning shot. I'm just saying, hey, it's good, but pay attention and really do a good job with keeping the main thing the main thing. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, uh, you know, as you can imagine, with as many kids as I've got, I'm constantly running to ball games and uh, recitals and everything else. And and I try and want to. I want to be at all those things that I can. But one of the main things that I've got to learn to do in order to be able to do that is to learn to say no to certain things. And it's uh, it's hard to do sometimes. But, you know, I just wrote in my actually in my planner yesterday. I remember writing it down. Do not be afraid to say no to time wasters, because too often we kind of get trapped into that. And uh, and we you know, everybody who wants a little piece of our time, we give it to them. But our time is pretty precious. We have very little of it whenever you look at the big picture. And so we've got to be precious. We've got to curate where we're going to spend our time. I think you you hit on a fantastic point Well, here's there. the thing, too, Sean. Those teenagers, you've got five of them, and they've got a memory your office doesn't. And those kids, you don't get a do-over. I mean, this is it. This is the real – this is game time. I mean, you do not get Absolutely. this time over with those kids. And the things that are really important to them, you need to show up, and you need to be there. Listen – you can make more money. I promise you, you know, you can get more clients, you can make more money, but you only get one go through with those kids and we need to make the best of it. That's absolutely right. And the window is so much shorter than what you think it is. I mean, uh, whenever we adopted our kids 10 years ago, uh, I, it felt like, you know, we'd be forever before any of them graduated high school. And I'm sitting here with, uh, with two juniors in high school right now. And, uh, it's, it's a very short window. They're going to be out in the world doing it on their own really quick. So any impact I want to make on them, I've got to get after it. I've got to get it done right now. Yeah, I got total confidence in you. You're a great man, and you're going to do a great job. Well, I appreciate that, Big A. Uh, uh, but uh, I still need all the help that I can get, and I think most of us probably need all the help that we can get. <laughs> I need help every day to get through, so I'm with yes. you. 
So, you know, you told us a little bit about, uh, about one of the things that you have going on, which is the, the mastermind playbook that you're launching uh, here shortly. And I'm a part of the beta testers group for that. And I just want to say that uh, that program is amazing. And it's one of the main reasons why I am so confident that whenever I get these peer groups uh, finalized and we get going here shortly, uh, it's going to be an amazing experience for people. Uh, you've you've put together a great program and given us all the tools that we could ever need, plus some uh, to be able to go out and really make an impact on people and help them and uh, and give them the tools they need to go be successful. And I really want to thank you for that because it is a great program. Well, you know, the bottom line, Sean, is that we were designed to be in community. And that's what the mastermind does for you. And when you start thinking about all the benefits of being in community, I mean, you know, it helps us uncover our blind spots. It really promotes our superpowers. We start thinking about, hey, we could have a weak link here. And I don't want to be that. I want to be the guy that forms that camaraderie. It gives you different perspective, which we all need. It gives you ability to overcome blind spots. And you're involved in something now that you're going to be putting these focus groups together to help transform the lives of everyone that's in your community. And to me, that is very, very exciting. Uh, It's exciting to me as well. And uh, I think, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be really a a great thing for everybody involved. And so can't wait to get started on that. Big A, do you have time for a little bit of speed round? No, let's do it, man. I'm fired up. I'm ready for speed round. I love speed round. Okay. So what is the best business book that you've read lately? You know, there's so many great books, but uh, Atomic Habit by James Clear was an amazing read. We just finished that, and we all need better habits, and so I've got to go with Atomic Habits. Uh, that sounds like a great one. That's been on my list for a little while, but I haven't read that one yet. I'm going to have to move it up the list. So what's the best book on life or mindset that you've read lately? Man, you're asking some great questions here. Let me think about that for a second. Carol Dweck wrote a great book called Mindset, and most people have fixed mindsets, and she says how important it is to have a growth mindset. And when you read that book, you think, man, that's where I need to go in order to be successful. So I got to go with Mindset by Carol Dweck. That sounds like a great one. What is the best app or tool that you use in business? Uh, a couple of them. Grammarly is really good because you can tell I'm from the South and my grammar is terrible. (laughs) So Grammarly is good. Text Expander is another amazing tool that we use. And so if you want two great tools, get Grammarly and get Text Expander. Yeah, I can testify for both of those tools too. They are fantastic and can save you a lot of time. And Grammarly can save you a lot of embarrassment too because it catches all kinds of mistakes for me. (laughs) Me too, man. I'm raising my hand. So what is the best time that you've spent with your family lately? These these are some great questions you're asking. You're going from business to personal, and I love that. Uh, You know, we just got back from Colorado. Uh, I took the whole family. I've got two daughters, five grandchildren, a son-in-law, my wife. And we went out and we had a blast in Colorado visiting Estes Park and Pikes Peak. And uh, it was just a phenomenal week that we spent together. 
That's a beautiful place. That I love going to the mountains. We went to we went to Big Sky, Montana this summer and spent a week out there. And I'm actually in the process of planning another trip for us to to go out to uh, Angel Fire, New Mexico, this fall on fall break. And so we're really looking forward to that. I want to go to Big Sky. Uh, love being in the mountains. I've never been to Big Sky, and everybody I know says it's amazing. It is amazing. You've got to go to Big Sky. It is right. it's wonderful, and and make sure that you book. Plenty of time for some fly fishing because oh, it man. is fantastic. Now you're talking up there. my language, I love to fish. That'll be great. Thank you for that suggestion. Yeah, yeah. If you ever go up there, give me a call and I can tell you the guides that you need to call because uh, ours were really I'll do good. It. Thank you. Um, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? You know, Sean, uh, the thing that holds most people back is they're afraid. They're fearful. And I always say, fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. And if you'll develop a mindset, my mom had a little mantra when I was a kid, can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all. So I would say fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure and develop a can-do attitude, and you too can be highly successful and significant as you live out the remainder of your life. I love that, Big A. That is uh, fantastic advice, and I hope that everybody out there listening follows that. Is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners uh, before we sign off? You know, if you're interested in a mastermind group, we have Iron Sharpens Iron. You can find me pretty easy at viewfromthetop.com. If you want to start your own mastermind group, I don't think there's a better product out there right now than the mastermindplaybook.com. You can go there and... If you want something that's going to revolutionize the community that you're leading, I suggest strongly that you pick up a copy of the Mastermind Playbook and transform the lives of those that are around you. All right. Well, thank you, Big A. I appreciate you coming on so much and uh, really enjoyed it. And hopefully we'll get to talk again soon. I enjoyed it, Sean. Thanks for having me on, buddy. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Impact, Legacy, and Meaning. If you found what you heard today helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. That would really help me out. Also, don't forget to download your own personal assessment from impactlegacyandmeaning.com, where you can also check the show notes for any links or references from today's podcast. And remember, the only thing holding you back is you.